things. Uh, hi, are, are, are you Tony Stark? Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, just um, in the middle of something here. Wow, we're, we're really big fans. Okay. Who, who, Jenks, yeah. who is it? It's Tony Stark. Look, that's Tony Stark. Tony, Tony Stark. Hello. No photographs. No photographs. No, no, don't want a photograph of you, mate. No, not bothered about that. Sorry. Um, who let Sean Bean in? No, it's not Sean Bean, mate. It's just me, and it's just Mickey. It's just Mickey. It's just Mickey. Yeah. Sorry. Are you a billionaire or a playboy? Because that's the only. No, no, mate. I'm just at the party, and I. Right. I'm trying to piss. So. Hey. You're not uh, in the I'm toilet, wee. mate. You're not in the toilet. No, no, no. I got no. a wee system. Wait, you're urinating in front of right us now. right now. Right now, yes. It's burning a little bit, but I think oh, that was the mate, I got, it's coming. It's it's coming out of the bottom of your, your little leg bit there. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's falling. Mate, you've got a puddle. Oh, you've got a puddle. Mate, you've got a puddle. Oh. you got a puddle. Has anyone got a mop? Oh, got to- Tony. To- Tony, stop Listen, it. it's fine. It's Tony. fine. Tony. Just... T- Tony, you're flooding the pool. Ain't got t- nothing t- but love, babe. Eight days again. Hello and welcome to Eight Days a Geek. My name is AJ Jenks and I am with... Benjamin Bryant. And... Christopher Weeks. Yes, that's right. It's the Eight Days a Geek, boys. We're here. We're here to talk to you. What Ooh. are we here to talk about? Well... <laughs> I can hear you whispering. I can hear you wondering. I can, can hear you. Wh- can other you hear things. Them? Yeah, I can hear them doing everything. Everything <laughs> you're doing. But let me tell you, we're going back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right. It's not Iron Man 1. We've done that one already. It's Iron Man 2. Duh. Oh, I'm excited, boys. I tell this you. is yes. your department in this the press. Is- a this great, is Benjamin Pryor's okay. life. This is how I would describe Iron Man Two. is is more of a of a bridge than a, a kind of staple part of the MCU. This is what bridges us from. He's got so serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's just completely turned one eighty. It was all light hearted and bent, and he even started. Ooh, I, and then it's actually. Yeah. This is a serious study. I sl- <laughs> listen, I sleep for a week between podcasts and wake up until we have something Marvel. So uh, this is what I'm... I mean, we have noticed that. Here to do. That. Now, to go further and no. to start... Oh, are, you, are you taking this, Priory? Are you taking this, E? Sorry, I just, I just did the intro. I thought Sorry, maybe Jakes, I could listen, carry mate. on for a little just, bit. Just sit down there and just no? let is me... Is this me, is it? Yeah. Treat it like a lap dance, okay? Sit back and just enjoy the ride. <laughs> Goodness me. Well, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. This is AJ out. Um, I'm going to be passing you on to uh, the old prior now. So, uh, yeah, see you later. Yeah, listen, this is not just going to be just me, okay? We need to have some input because people listen for all of us, okay? <laughs> It's Crikey. just you, you become a steamroller prior. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and it, it's your job to go, hey, I want to say something about this film. I have a voice. I have an opinion. I have a brain. Yeah. Let me talk. Okay, fine. Right, we'll do our best. Thank you. Wow, right. Was, do we remember? Heavy. Do we remember how we finished Iron Man 1? Yeah. With uh, three famous words. Four. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I am iron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It was a, it was a weird ending, if I'm honest. Weird, yeah. very weird. Like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So we're left at this point now where the world knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man, and uh, you know what? What's he going to do? He's he is a multi-billionaire that everyone knows his secret identity. He's messed up the first rule of being a superhero. Well, we Never share your film, identity. But yeah. So now the government, of course, have got their got him in their crosshairs, their sneaky little crosshairs. Nice. And they believe that the government should have the rights to the Iron Man suits, that they should be used as a weapon for the US military and not to be used by this you know, vigilante who's just going off and doing whatever he wants in them. You know, he's being irresponsible as far as they're concerned. So he is irresponsible. He's dreadful. Oh yeah, and um, they they hold a little. Uh, this is when seance. Yeah, a little seance. And Iron Man, <laughs> Tony Stark, actually finds out that his arc reactor is actually poisoning him. The palladium in his uh, arc reactor is poisoning him, and it causes. Do you remember how it looked? These like black veins. Oh, it's, yeah, it's bizarre, oh, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't look very good, doesn't? I thought that was a weird effect that they were going like in right angles. It looked more like computer code. Than... Exactly, and I think that is what it was meant to look like to you know display how how mechanical Tony is as he's becoming oh, okay. more you know he's like more machine now. The yeah, man. <laughs> exactly. It was a mix of like a gangrene slash that kind of techno code that's coming from the arc reactor, and that's poisoning him. Uh, he's aware of that, and you can you know he's falling all over the shop. He's just not himself. He's really not himself. No, he's he's tumbling, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. and. Um, he basically decides that he needs to have his adrenaline rush. He needs to still, you know, ha- uh, have his uh, bit gravitas. But uh, you know, what you are know, you doing? You know, no, just, what's that? Just a bit. Of, uh, do you know what I mean? No. Okay, don't worry about it. So uh, he uh, wants to be a, a Formula One racer, which is you know out the frying pan and all that. He wants to be a Formula One racer, crikey! So um. Of course, he can just do what he likes. He's a billionaire. Gets in the Formula One car, goes speeding around the track, and in true Tony Stark nature, of course, there's always a supervillain that's standing in the the racetrack, oh, waiting to uh, just cut his Formula One car in half because that happens all the time. And it's a man who decides to take off his clothes, which uh, <laughs> is it's unnecessary really we didn't need do you that not, do you not want to are you not, not going to mention the little scenes of him before this where he's in his little room i think i think he's about to segue into it i've got a good feeling oh right okay i wasn't going to segue he's, he's gone pretty fa- he's gone pretty quick into this film and like well we're, look, we're 45 minutes in and we've been recording for about <laughs> three yeah. minutes so. yeah i mean <laughs> he's done honest, what you've always wanted jenks i was yeah, just true. rushing through jenks gone yeah, look, he's it, a busy man you've just missed those moments where he's sitting there watching tony stark on tv and like his dad dies and yeah there's like it's no good. mickey rourke i mean yeah it's a funny i mean it's a great bit of casting isn't it um putting mickey rourke in because um, he was we... hot off the what was the film that he got um, the Academy Award for just before this came out? Uh, Fifty Shades um, of Grey, I think. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, he was That's a really it, yeah. good Christian Grey. Yeah, uh, <laughs> very Grey, actually. Really unexpected, and um, but he was he was really into this film, like in that he really asked for specific um, like specific things and characteristics for his character, like the gold teeth and the cockatoo and all that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, just really cool. I love it when actors really go hands on. Like, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is a great example, right? He creates the character as much as just portrays him. I love, yeah. love all that. Uh, Prior, I wanted to ask you before we go any further and before please, I forget. Please, I obviously haven't read 
the comics, and you know I'm a big books man. Um, that's what I'm all about. Um, how much of the Tony Stark reveal, as in like I am Iron Man, is that in the comics? Um, Does everyone know? That, well, so Iron Man has a lot of different origin comics, so you kind of open up a can of worms when it comes to that because there's so oh, many sorry, different stories <laughs> where, uh, for, for the for most, he's trying to speed through, and I'm slowing him down. Sorry, mate. <laughs> for most of the comics, he doesn't have his origin story. That was kind of mainly intended for the films, but yeah, he definitely has his I Am Iron Man. That's it, featured a lot of times. Um, All right, so he, so so the world knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Yeah. And it became, right. and this is again. There's so many different universes where he's, you know, he sometimes they don't know, or sometimes someone else is being Iron Man. So it's just, oh, okay, it's right. crazy. Oh. Look, yeah, we don't want to go there, but um, no, well, look, well, we haven't got time, mate. We got to speed this up. I mean, it's it's um, it's Robert right Downey, down. It's Robert Downey Jr., isn't it? What's that, mate? Are you being prior? <laughs> Hey Jenks, what do you think of it so far? <laughs> oh, amazing! Right, this is that's, that's rubbish. Not what he says. He, said, he says loved it, doesn't he? Yeah, I can oh, so loved I, it. Oh, I, I was I was doing like my version, and then I was doing bloody Mark when Wise. Then oh shit, right. but he's yawning now. Okay, listen, no, I, asked, unbelievable. I asked you to chime in to bring us back the bits that I, I missed out. I in. just did. Uh, I just we talked about the in. comics. No, listen, where we this need is to be is it, meeting hey. Ivan hey. Vanko, who is the main, well, it's, yeah, the, the supervillain of this story, kind of. He's half. This film is split into two and it's a mess, but anyway. Well, the, so, the government, he's like the supervillain and there's the, Hammer, who's the like normal villain. Justin Hammer, yeah. So we, we meet Ivan Vanko yeah, to start. Yeah, you spoke about him, his little past oh, moment. God. What about his moment where like you go back, in fact, the film opens they're actually prior. If we're going to be completely honest, it opens in what nineteen ninety nine, doesn't it? Isn't that Iron Man three, mate? Is it? Yeah, it's not this oh. film. Isn't it? Which film's that? Iron Man three. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate. You just you go back to sleep. <laughs> oh, was oh, it? Prior's so upset. Who am I thinking of then? We, Who are you I don't know, probably of? Connolly again or something. Right. Anyway, let's go Billy back Connolly. to Billy Connolly. <laughs> Brian Connolly. mentioned Billy. Tattoo oh, book. Right. Tattoo book is coming back. Listen, okay, we see Ivan Vanko. He's in his father's right, go house. Go for it, Prior. Go he's, for he's, it. He's in his father's Ivan house. Ivan Do it, Prior. Ivan Avello's. He's in his father's house. <laughs> <laughs> and his father is dying. And this is when, as, as Jenks mentioned, um, he saw on the screen that... Um, you know about Tony Stark, and he realizes that I, I can't remember all this. So you're gonna have to help me here, Jenks. But somehow, um, Stark. Oh, I've got was, you. Somehow, Stark had some part in. His oh yeah, this has death. always been wishy washy for me as well. And I watched it not that long ago, and I was like, "Hang on, why is he? Why does he hate Stark so much? Is it that the weapon was made by Stark that killed his father? Something or like the, that. The war. <laughs> it's something to do with. Yeah, something to do with Stark Industries being involved in how his yeah. dad died. Well, it always is. I, isn't I, it? I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling that yeah, his father might have been part of because obviously they're trust your feelings. I think are they meant to be Russian? Yeah, what I, is that? I don't That's know. A comment I think on their try- accents. They're trying to get to somewhere, prior, but I don't know if they're Russian. Right, this is awful. <laughs> this is—is really is this what it's like tough. having me? I'm going to be podcast. honest, bro. I've done no bloody research. Oh, for, for God's <laughs> sake! 
<laughs> I'll be Here honest, I've go. done nothing because I uh, I thought, you know what? F*** you, Pryor. I'm yeah, just going to... He's right. Oh, it's a real shame. <laughs> listen, I'm, okay, listen. I'm just going to be you in this one. Listen. I'm going to be you. I want to make you feel the hell that I feel in every podcast this is, no. that I have to lead. This is how I feel. This listen. is how I feel. It's annoying, listen. isn't it? I'm it's not annoying. as loud as you. I, I'm a little. My I'm, God, I'm, I, I'm amazed though. I'm not clipping right now. I'm it's like, incredible. Are you monitoring yourself, Jenks? Yeah, it's incredible. I'm not clipping. I'm like a dormouse. I just chime in every now and then. I'm You're just free. shouting. Is that what dormice do? Yeah, just or is that dormice, dormice. Just dormice. in time. Crikey, we're a mess. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so father's dead. He's like, God damn it, Stark. You blimmin' know you did something to me. I don't know what it is, but you did something. And so he's really annoyed at him. And this is when <laughs> we go to the Formula <laughs> One something. scene where Stark is ah. racing around the track. And of course, he, Ivan has made this contraption because he's a fantastic scientist and an engineer as well. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah. He, he basically makes this contraption that is based on how Tony's arc reactor is powering his suit, that kind of tech. Um, but he makes tendrils. Tendrils. That's a fantastic word. I've never heard that. Thanks, mate. Used to yeah, that's it. my contribution. What are those? Great. His little whips? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was going to use whips, but tendrils yeah, is way gonna, I've better. I've always called them whips. Well, like yeah. the thing. So, like, no, so he's got two whips, right? And the things that the fingers of the whips are called tendrils. Mm. Oh, there you go. Oh God, we hadn't even spoke about. Is this the film where he's in the plane, and then he jumps out the plane and then drops Ooh. down during shoot to thrill? Or is that Iron Man three? I've I don't even know, mate. I where can't... he says, "Oh, it's good to be back." I don't think it's this film. Although, if it's shoot to thrill, because ACDC is not in the next film, so it must be this. film. It has to be this film. Oh, yeah. I'm right. The Stark uh, Expo, when that's how he drops in. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Going back, though, because of the uh, fantastic AJ who brought me up on something that I missed, which I'm just so oh, yeah. thankful for. Um, Go on. We actually see Tony Stark drop out of a plane. It's amazing. Pepper Potts is there in the plane. And uh, he makes his grand entrance into the Stark Expo to tell oh, yeah. him. To tell everyone that he's going to continue his father's research, Howard Stark's what, research. What song does he drop in on? Well, um, it's it's some ACDC, and uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. What's what's the tune? It's um. Oh. Oh God! Come on, oh, Prior. <laughs> it's uh, you know. It's um. Uh, for those about to rock. Yeah, that's the one. It's it's for those <laughs> it's those about to rock. Okay. So um, it's shoot to thrill. It's shoot to thrill. Shoot to thrill. And, uh, that, that's amazing. That's just fantastic. <laughs> Thanks so much, AJ, for all of this. Second, okay. uh, thank you. How, oh, after this song and this part of the film, carry on. It's great. <laughs> after this is when I said that we later learn that his palladium core is actually poisoning him. Do you remember we had a little chat about that just a few months? London ago? palladium, yeah, yeah, London yep. palladium, which is you know incredible. But uh, Stark is just doing what he wants to do. We talked about this. He's a billionaire. He's going out partying. He doesn't care. He's reckless. Oh, he yeah. He just doesn't care. A bit like Jenks, really. Quite a lot of similarities, really. Billionaire. Glasses as well. Yeah, just yeah. the glasses, mainly. Um, so he actually, Stark appoints Pep Potts as CEO of Stark Industries. 
It's a bit wild, isn't it? I mean, yeah. if you're gonna, you've got to talk these things through. Surely, have a sit down about a thing. You know, have a. Prior, I, m- I must commend you on your knowledge on this film. You really Thank know you so much. Well, <laughs> you know what I like to do? I, I do my research, and uh, I think <laughs> we should all learn, <clears throat> take a page from my book. Um, mm, mm. So yeah, oh, well, fair enough. Good for you, man. Yeah, yeah, you've proved us thanks, wrong. Thanks, thanks, uh, thanks. We then see Tony Stark hire an assistant, who's called Natalie Rushman. Natalie Rushman. Okay, this is to replace his personal assistant, which is just, just a bit, bit, a bit fishy, if you ask me. Bit, bit fishy. Yeah, but anyway, this is all, this is all rubbish because what we were talking about. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. I mean, Are you not joking? No. This massive character yeah, suddenly l- introduced. Listen. Okay, it's Black Widow. Okay, whatever. We all know what that. What do you mean, whatever? Okay, she does it. <sighs> she does a sweet ass judo move and unhappy and takes Perfectly him down. Perfectly said as well. Sweet ass judo move. <laughs> sweet ass and takes I mean, him down. Yeah. I was trying to kind of get back to where we were. I'm um, just trying to speed yeah, things up. Mate, don't stop trying to speed things up. We've okay, got also want to really talk about the film. Okay, I'll slow Scarlett it down. Johansson has just entered the film series. Okay. She's a massive actress. Come on, let's take a minute. Hey, she's not massive. She's slender. Mate, she can be whatever she wants to be, right? You she leave could, her alone. She, she could do anything. No, I know, but don't call her massive. This is not nice. But look, we've now got Gwyneth Paltrow and Scarlett Johansson in this film. How did that wow. happen? The adolescent Ben Pryor is like doing... This is an educated man. I suddenly found myself in the situation where I had to come up with something. Yeah. I was like, say something. Say anything. (laughs) Don't say loop de loop. Oh, you said it. (laughs) It's too late. I've said it. Oh, is that what happened, Ben? Did you loop the loop? Did you? I did go loop the loop. <laughs> just in, in, in his room on his own, just loop the loop. Crikey! In fairness, look, it, it would have looked something like that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You must have anyway. flipped out, young prior. Anyway, so. Oh, fine. We, uh, no, no, let's not talk about it. No, it's fine. <laughs> Listen, Tony Stark, Tony Stark like, isn't going to be wait, fooled. This is, this is Black Widow, right? Yeah, Black I'm just about Widow, to talk about the first, but You just said Tony Stark. I'm saying Tony Stark knows straight away that she is not who she says she is. Oh, right, I see. Okay, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. then fine. We'll there give is, you the benefit of the doubt. Because he has... He's still doing loop-de-loops. He's, he's doing loop-de-loops, <laughs> and he knows that she's not who she says she is. Especially when... <laughs> when what? When what? Go on, when what? When what? <laughs> Does the judo move on happy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's pretty good, isn't she? She's a she's a really good fighter. Is is it um the boxing scene? It is. Yeah. When they're in the boxing ring. And do you remember that juice that Stark is drinking? That like black oh, yeah. juice. He's always drinking that in this film. It looks it's bloody horrible. Yeah. I don't know what that is a reference to. Uh, it's just awful, awful stuff. Now, let me ask you a Quan question, all right? Because Quan, we come to Quan. this point. Quan question, please. <laughs> <laughs> just the one. Um, now. Oh, I got beer Je- up my nose. God. Okay, G- no, take a minute. Right, <laughs> yeah. you, you, re- you ready? Yeah. Okay, great. So, as you know, yeah, know. I've not read the comics. I know. I know you know. Um, talk to me about Happy Hogan. Okay. Because oh. it feels a bit like it's a fan service character that I'm not getting. No, not at all. Happy Hogan's like, in the comics. And he's, he's oh, no, no, I know. But no, I mean like it's fan service for the fans of the comics. Oh, I see what you mean. Because oh. like he doesn't really get much to do in the films, but he's, an, he seems like he's 
I don't know. He seems like a really important character that gets no screen time. Do you know what I mean? But when he is on screen, it's like, oh, you should know exactly who he is and be yeah, very entertained by him. I, I actually think... And I refuse. He's, he's pivotal. <laughs> I think he is really... Do you not like Happy? You no. see, I, I'm like... I'm, I don't know. I do like him. Do you I feel like, like I should. Li- <laughs> I feel like. Oh, sorry. <coughs> if, jo- if John Favreau is listening, I love him. Please cast me in the Mandalorian. John Favreau is the man that saved Disney. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Yep. But anyway. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? It's, it's, it's big talk, but fine. <laughs> He's mad of strong opinions, are Jenks. Oh, God. Uh, but- I've just broke my bloody glasses. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> At Did last. you hear that click? Yes. Yeah, it sounded awful. Oh, bugger. Right, go on, where, where were we? <laughs> um, so, no, I do like Happy, but like, oh, it's just, he's, oh, he comes off a little bit annoying to me. Really? Wow. Yeah. I haven't oh. heard that before. I mean, yeah, Happy's, oh God. Happy's role is glorified, you know, he, he's meant to be a bodyguard when he Stark clearly doesn't need a bodyguard, and he is so aware of that, of course. Um, but his role is to to keep Stark grounded and to to keep him his humanity intact. Yeah, and he's he he's meant to represent what everyone needs if if they were in Stark's position. That bit of humanity, so like Alfred. I know, yeah. I suppose Jarvis well, is Alfred. Well, he's he's a friend, isn't he? Really? Yeah, he, he's he's just. Oh, the, sorry. <laughs> not like Alfred. Yeah, he's Alfred. <laughs> Alfred and Bruce did not Jeez. get on. They didn't get on. Alfred put up with him for the dollar. Oh, oh God. It was awful that stuff. That went really dark. Look, it's just dark. me. No, it's just it me. Went, literally as a servant. Hey, hey, it went really dark, dark night. night. What? You ever seen that? Oh, yeah. 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 Do you see they're going to make the new Batman a trilogy as well? <laughs> we're talking about, literally talking about Batman. You were talking about Batman. <laughs> I was contrasting it with another Listen, series. Listen, we well, haven't I... even got into the first 20 minutes of this film. I myself, we're about an hour and a half in. <laughs> no, we're not. We haven't even done the Grand Prix scene yet. I myself you tried welcome... to do that about half an hour ago. <laughs> I myself welcome our new Insect Overlords. <laughs> right. Listen. It's a Simpsons reference. <laughs> so these are the people that we tried to put that in three times there. Yeah, Sorry. I noticed. Sorry, Sorry, I was getting more excited every time I interrupted. <laughs> Listen, we've we've seen these amazing, as Chris said, these amazing actors on screen. Fantastic! Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You said Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. He oh, didn't yeah, say perfect. they're amazing actors. We're, see, we're seeing these these. Um, quote in there, bro. Be careful. I said they were huge actors, and then you had a go at me about. Don't don't, don't about, bring that true. up again. Listen, that's true. Leave it. Leave it. Anyway, fine. Can we go to the Grand Prix scene, please? Because I, I mean, I'd love to. This is a great scene. I mean, can, can this, we can we move along? This yeah, is when, up, please. This is when we see our first antagonist come in, okay? And yeah. he is kind of like the the first half of this duo of antagonists that we have in this film. And he's built himself using the same tech that Stark uses from, with the arc reactor, these tendrils. That's a good word. <sighs> I'll tell nice you what, that's, that's a great got word. Got real flashbacks here, boys. No, no, great word. <laughs> Anyway, so um, he's had some flashbacks as well. That's why. He went uh, can I just ask why is Tony Stark such a good Formula One driver? Yeah. Um. Like unrealistically good. Which is ironic because his parents crashed. Well, I mean, he has been. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Throughout the first <laughs> Talk film, for another day. Throughout the first <laughs> film, yet, he had yet. to learn how to pilot a suit of armor going crazy. Yeah, speeds. but massively aided by 
the onboard computers. Yeah, Siri. Yeah, that's and true. without any risk of Siri. yeah, Siri. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd love I to mean, get Paul Bettany as my Siri. I don't. Oh, that'd be great. I don't. That'd be I, awesome. I don't actually know I if you can do it. I but yeah, I, I, that was just something that stuck out for me. I was like, oh, you can drive this as because like he's not got any superpowers. No. He's just rich and really good with tech. But he is a genius, though, isn't he? And I suppose his brain does work very quickly. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, put Stephen Hawking in a Formula One car, what's going to happen? Come on, mate. There's there's differences. None of that. We don't need that. Look, fine. fine. We're better than this, Chris. We're better than this. Come on. Right, anyway, so uh, Grand Prix scene. He's whizzing around the track. I can't believe it. I mean, just... I know, it's unrealistic, isn't it? Unrealistic, as Chris <laughs> says. I mean, everything else in the film is spot Like Butch on. is a drummer. It's unrealistic. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. Anyway. No one listening to this is going to get that. No. <laughs> Wasted joke. Right, so he's going around anyway. And uh, our, our good friend, our antagonist, comes along. And what? What do you want to say? Nothing. Okay, Nothing. Fine. Carry so on. He walks through these speeding F1 cars, which is actually <laughs> miraculous that he doesn't get hit by one. He's walking very slowly, if you remember. Doesn't like really a, make sense, does it? It's really slow mo, isn't it? Bit of a slow mo. Yeah. And uh, it is cool th- as hell, though, isn't it? It's unbelievably cool. The angle on it is great as well, like cinematography yeah. wise. Like it's down on the deck and it's, oh, it's really Oh, look, really isn't good. it weird that me, me and Chris are actually talking about the film? Yeah, instead of you going on, chatting about God knows what, he's literally faded into the back. <laughs> he's so upset. He's got his blur on Skype. He's faded into the background. That's what I feel like doing right now, fading into the background. Yeah. Right. Come on. He chops the F1 car in half. It is awesome. It is. Well, he takes his clothes off, which I mentioned earlier, which is weird. He did. Because, I mean, we didn't I quite need... enjoyed that moment. Right. Very much like in the fight, the fighting when they it? fought in the mud. In the mud, yeah. Oh yeah, you love that bit. I liked this moment um, yeah. because it really sparked some feelings for me. Right, he's made a pun. He's made a pun because of the. He's made a pun. Yeah, the so, the tendrils. Uh, yeah, the t- the tendrils. So we see this. This also uh, reminds oh, me, oh, just a little aside here, <laughs> to relate to another uh, another IP that we love to talk about, Star Wars. Oh, now, this yes. isn't this isn't mainstream Star Wars, and in fact, it's not. I don't think it's even canon anymore. But there was a Dark Lady of the Sith, Ben, who was called Lumia, mm. who had a lightsaber that was a whip. Yeah, and in my head, it's exactly like this. No, it was cool as hell, and it's incredibly dangerous. Like I, I find, and this is what I think about whenever I see um, it's most Mickey Rourke are. swinging this thing around. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose so. But like when you're whipping it around. When it's long what? and stiff, it's like, oh, you Whoa. can do something with it. Whoa. Okay, fine. Well, when, you're whipping, my, it, when you're whipping it around, it's more dangerous because you can't predict where it's going to go. Like, he could easily cut himself in half, you know, it's dangerous. Listen, mate, there's not many men that could cut So what he's saying is that this is dangerous. <laughs> Look, I just think he should reconsider his life choices. <laughs> okay, right. Anyway, so he, no, carry on, he whips it out, right? <laughs> and his clothes are on the floor. He whips it out and... Breaks is this F1 car in, into, in half, which is amazing. Stark, his car flips and flips and flips. Brilliant stuff. And uh, pretty much probably should have died from that, let's be honest. It's uh, yeah. oh god, yeah, awful impact. And um, he knows that he's in a bit of a pickle because he hasn't got his suit but with then him. If Richard Hammond can survive <laughs> like a 300 mile an hour yeah. crash, then I think Tony Stark can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
It just yeah. flips a little bit, doesn't it? And then yeah, it's not that. But I mean, prior, I mean, Ham, prior, 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 it, prior is the Hammond of this Pramond. group, but he went upside down, and his head was like dug into. Oh, it's unbelievable! Do you remember Wait, that? If yeah, if, if, if it if it he's the awful. Hammond of this group, it, it, I'm not Clarkson. You you are Clarkson. I am not Clarkson. You are. Oh my! I mean, I'm not Clarkson. I'm obviously May. Yeah, you oh are May. God. Definitely. I feel awful today. Yeah. Well, anyway, listen. He knows that he's reconsider in a bit- your life choice. <laughs> he knows. He knows that he's in a pickle. He hasn't got his suit. Pepper and Happy see this on the little monitor screen in in backstage, and they go, "Oh, oh my yeah. goodness me! We better get a move on." Happy's like, yeah. "Don't worry, I'll get the car. Let's go." Because oh, he's annoying, isn't he? He's very annoying. He's very annoying. And um, this is where Ivor confronts Stark, and it's a uh, we, we kind of learn that he is. Not happy with him, and he wants. Well, to no, because obviously it. he, um, because Tony Stark uh, murdered his sister. He raped her. I was literally. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to slip the quote in somewhere. <laughs> you raped her. You murdered her. You killed her children. <laughs> right. Sorry. That is amazing. Sorry, folks. Um, that is so, amazing. Uh, well, we'll just uh... oh, right prior, prior. So sorry, mate. This is all yours. Please go for it. Somehow, I don't feel that that's true. But let's... from now on, I'm only ever going to jump in about this motion picture. Amazing! Thank the no, we Lord. No, do, we do cross referencing. Do cross referencing. Cross well. referencing is nice. Yeah, Everyone please, loves please that. do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, so you so, want to carry on, then? right? Oh, okay. <laughs> let's um, continue here. So he's got. Yeah, his pick little... up, pick up. Right, speed he's, up. He's whacked one out. Okay. Go, 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 go. He's <laughs> okay. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he's got his whips out. His uh, his tendrils, and he's they're tantalizing. And uh, the car, the car is a wreck. Stark gets out, and they have this confrontation. Happy and Pepper speed along down the uh, the uh, what's it called track track. track. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. And uh, don't say anything. Don't just let him get on no. with it. He's doing really well. Stark's yeah. hiding at this point. He is looking like a bit of a coward because he hasn't got his suit, and this guy's just causing havoc. Havoc, havoc. Sorry, and uh, <laughs> it's a fish. They just leave him alone. He's doing fine. Keep yeah, it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they come along, and um, just at the right time, Happy smashes into him, into Ivor, smashes into him, and pins him up against the fence, which is just in the nick of time, of course. And then they have this stupid Laurel and Hardy moment where they're trying to get the uh, this briefcase that Starks asked for out of the car. And he's going backwards, he's ramming him, he's ramming him as hard as he can, and uh, keeps going in and out, in and out, back and forward, back and forward. And uh, the door keeps opening and closing. It is stupid. This is one of my gripes with the film, is that this scene is just ridiculous. Do you not? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying you don't like this? This is really taking a turn. It's not the whole scene, it's this bit in particular. But you don't like this moment. This moment, definitely. That's interesting to hear you actually not be a fan of a moment in a Marvel film. Yeah, it's it's rare. Trust me, it's very rare. And I can only think of a handful more, but we'll dive into those at a later date. Anyway, so... We're diving into one now, though. That's the point of me bringing it up. Well, the the reason why it's, (laughs) I think it's it's slightly ridiculous is I know it's been placed there for humour and that's its sole purpose. It hasn't got anything else other than to make people have a little giggle in the cinema well and and, th- and that's what gripes you is is that it's just a humor based moment that there's take, nothing that it takes... does increase the tension as well surely yeah. not really 
Not at all. I oh, think this is interesting. Well, because you know that you know that Stark's going to get the suit at some point, so you may as well give it to him. Well, <laughs> I don't know what gets me so much about this bit. It's that I don't know. I, you're expecting this huge. We've seen so many huge dynamic things that have happened up to this point, and mm-hmm. he's literally like obliterated the track and all these cars, and then he's just being smashed up against the wall. And the door keeps opening and closing and Tony Stark is Iron Man and he can't open the car door. Wow. It's mental. Anyway, so he finally gets the freaking briefcase. He finally gets this briefcase, which is one of the golden moments of not only this film, but of the MCU where we see this new incredible way of Stark being able to suit up on the go which is a new thing altogether but um the briefcase puts his hands into it puts it up to his chest and it opens up onto him it's a portable suit that i can't remember the actual mark of it but i love this suit it is gorgeous looking and you love this don't you you love the suiting up so that's your thing oh yeah but this suit in particular is incredible oh, okay. it's absolutely incredible it's um in my opinion one of his better suits, which sounds strange because it's uh, an early model, but um, it's a beautiful suit. Anyway, so uh, at this point, the tables uh, have, have turned. This is now an even playing field between Iron Man and Ivor, and he gets shot down very quickly. Uh, there isn't too much of a fight. There's a few resistance bits where he gets his whips on him, and you think, ah, he's done for. He, he, ra- he wraps him around, doesn't he, a little he bit? He does. He does. And all that mm. does is charge up his power, his arc reactor more, and allows his suit to become more powerful. So this was a doomed fight from the beginning. Kinky. And, uh, yeah, you know, you like it. And this is when he is arrested. He's arrested and taken to jail, which is, uh, you know, small price to pay just for murdering lots of people and trying to kill a billionaire and um this is actually where we see a really lovely moment and uh, an important moment where tony stark is trying to understand his enemy's motives and he goes to see him in jail and questions why he would do something like this and that's when he says it was because of your father and all this kind of stuff that i still can't remember because just every i don't know why it's not in my mind but uh we none of us actually know the reason we should have done a bit more research but hey ho and um it's always something that's bugged me a little bit that it's, it's not your thing bro it's not really cl- yeah you've always bugged me a little bit no it's always been like <laughs> whenever i've watched this film it's never like i understand that he hates him because of his father but it, it rubs off just a little generic to me you know yeah. As in yeah. like, oh, he's just the classic. He hates uh, Howard Stark because he made weapons. Yeah, but the, and it uh, affected him slightly more personally. I see. I don't think. I don't. I. I think the point of him in this film isn't to be a massive villain. I think the point of him is just that the idea is always there and the possibility is always there that Stark's past will always come up and bite him. I think that's the point of his character. I don't think they uh. really cared much about fleshing it out. It's just that. Even though Stark is, you know, said in the expo that it's all going to be clean, it's all going to be clean energy, it's going to be things for good, it's, we're going to try and power things um, and stuff like that, completely leave the idea of making missiles, making anything for the military. But because of all that's happened before and everything that he did and his father did, it's always going to bite back. Yeah, and I we agree. See it, yeah. We see it not just in this film, but 
you know, we see it in the film before, we see it in the next film, we see it in a, a few other moments. I think that's that's the whole point. As soon as the name Stark is mentioned to certain characters in the MCU, it always gives them shivers. And I think that's that's the big thing here. Yeah, and I, I think in this scene as well, he states that he wants to show the world that the Iron Man isn't invincible. And so this was his overall goal is to try and tear down the idea that Stark is invincible and that no one can touch him, break him, kill him, all that kind of stuff. And uh, this is when we actually see Justin Hammer, who is the owner of Hammer Industries, which is another billionaire company. And we see him fake the death of Ivor, fake his death and break him out of prison. And this is, I mean, ridiculous at this point, but awesome. I love this bit because um, he flies him in his jet with a with a little bag on his head to, so he doesn't know where he's going and takes him to a private hangar that Hammer Industries owns and asks him to build a fleet of Iron Man suits to use for himself so that he can take control, take down Iron Man, take down anyone that he wants, all of their enemies, enemies of the state, enemies of the US. And this is again... He wants to be in the Pentagon, doesn't he? That's his thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, he does. And that, of course, wouldn't get him there, but through blood and war. But that's the yeah. kind of mental man that he is. And this is where we actually see... Mental. Yeah, we actually see that this this man who is not just a, a terrorist wanting to plot revenge on, on Stark, but he's actually an incredible scientist and a great engineer who has had a, a long life of being an engineer. And he has the capability of reproducing these suits, which is just awesome. Um, so yeah, he says that he sh says to the world that he's dead, all this kind of stuff. Takes him on, and he has to get to work. He has to get to work on making suits, but he's uh, not really got that in mind. He's got a different plan. But uh, sneaky. Yeah. Anyway, so where are we at? Where are we at? Okay, yeah. Oh, in fact, but a quick and interesting aside, and this is topical at the moment. Yeah. You know where they uh, hammers hangar, mm. where he's doing all the work. That's the SpaceX hangar. Oh, is that's, El that's Elon Musk's SpaceX hangar. How awesome is that? That's, that's awesome. I love so, that. So, at the moment, we're we're in between. The launch was supposed to happen yesterday, and it's going to happen on Sunday. Is it? That's the plan. So we're in yeah, between uh, Saturday, when we're recording Saturday. this Saturday. When it's now Thursday when we're recording this podcast. So it literally SpaceX is on everyone's mind. Yeah. So I thought I'd just throw that in, boys. Mm. Yeah. Um so Woo! at this part, he's busy away. He's busy away. And um building suits, of course. And we're back with Stark now, who is throwing what we what he thinks is gonna be his final birthday party because of his arc reactor poisoning him. He knows that he hasn't got long left to live. And he's worked this out and he thinks he's throwing his final birthday party and he gets blackout drunk, crazy drunk. He's got his suit on, he's, <laughs> he's being a DJ and... Uh, he's getting pretty rogue, isn't he? Yeah, we also learn that he has one of the best features of an Iron Man suit ever created. Do we know what this feature is? Uh, the bubbles, it makes bubbles. No, better than that. <laughs> he has... Um a urine filtration system built oh, in yeah. to the suit. So he can Is that wee. the best feature? Yeah, he can wee himself. Can you imagine, right? If you were facing Thanos and you really needed a wee? I mean, I, 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 go... I, I believe the adrenaline would probably hold in the wee because I've um, got more important things to think of. What if it is 
literally about to come out and you go right just wear a nappy prior no listen doesn't need yeah. a nappy he's got a urine filtration system Fantastic. that's true he does which is and, probably um, the coolest thing ever yeah so we see now <laughs> our our new roadie brand new spanking new roadie. right yeah so we, yeah. Need, we need to speak about this so this, we do. this yeah. has some very very awkward oh. deep points this now, is I, weird isn't it i am totally i i it's awful the way that it ended with the first roadie. Do any, anyone remember his name? He acts his name. Terence Rhodes. Yeah. Is his name. Yeah. Oh, so he fantastic. he obviously brought in Robert Downey Jr. for the part. Of, yeah. It's... To to play Tony Stark, and then in the second film, obviously Robert Downey Jr. was given a lot more power mm. and wanted to be paid more than him. Yeah. And and offered understandable, him, but offered him a. a like massively low sum. Mm. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's it's not Robert Downey Jr. though. Well, like, the, he, he doesn't the, have to sway. It's Marvel. There's, there's an interview though where he blames Robert Downey Jr. for it. Oh, really? well, because maybe of, he didn't have his back in the same way that he had his in the first film. Yeah, apparently there was chats of Robert Downey Jr. saying, "Well, if he doesn't take the money, leave him. We'll get someone else." Well, he was right. right. I'm, he was very right. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he absolutely is. But I just, I find it hard to believe that all of a sudden Robert Downey Jr. has that much power. Like he's gone from being underpaid for the first film to suddenly calling the shots. You know? Yeah. I mean, but I, I mean, he, I mean, now he has a stupid amount of power. Mm. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Now but, he's, you know, he's been Iron Man for but, fifty thousand um, years. But yeah, oh. apparently, in the, there's a, there's an interview that. Um, We'll we, we'll pop on the eight days a geek uh, page as well, just so people can have a look. Where yeah, he uh, <clears throat> he gets pretty deep into it, and he gets quite emotional from it. That it, oh, that's interesting. It's, uh, it, it he must really, have been gutted. Oh, it really hurt him, like really hurt him, because he never got the chance to do War Machine or anything like mm. that, did he? No, no not at all. The, Next this is, time, baby. This is the this is the film where he becomes War Machine. Yeah. Now this is not yes. a decision that I am. Not happy with. I I actually really like um, what's his name, Don Cheadle. Don yeah, Cheadle. so do I. I think he is so good. And well, it's, I in, it's, it, it's interesting. Don Don Cheadle is is, is very much. Everything alright, Jenks? Yeah. Is well, that incredibly loud noise? <laughs> oh, I think that was a motorbike going past then. Oh, Sorry. cool, cool. You're um, back in the bunker, are we? Good, good. <laughs> uh, well, Don Cheadle is known for comedy. Is known for a lot of comedy stuff. And I thought it was quite an interesting casting to put him. Yeah, in this it's the sort film. of thing. But you would never have questioned it if it hadn't been recast. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, know. let's not forget that Robert Downey Jr. was in Tropic Thunder, and so I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't I mean, seem yeah. like they were judging anyone's history of films when they. But tro- Tropic it. Tropic Thunder was after Iron Man. Was it really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's even worse. Anyway, so um, <laughs> it, we're well, at his birthday the, party. Tropic Thunder, though, is an incredible film. I adore oh, it's it. amazing! It's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's I just film. presumed that it would be earlier on in his career. No, no, it was uh, it was Iron Man that saved his career. Yeah, oh, yeah. brought him back well, after his hiatus. Anyway, so we meet Rhodey, which is lovely. We get to see a new Rhodey, and it's a bit confusing when you first see this in the cinema. You're kind of like, who is this guy, and why? Because we we don't actually know initially that he's Rhodey until a little bit later on when they actually mention each other's names, and he's a bit. <laughs> he's in the Senate meeting at the beginning, isn't he? Mm. 
Yeah, but I don't think they... Do they say his name then? Maybe I they, think they, they say, say, they say Colonel rank, James Rhodes, don't yeah. they? Oh, maybe they do. I was just, I remember just being very confused. No, so I, I, I'm, I'm sure you remember that, prior. Yeah, I do. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> he, uh, he sees Stark, absolute blackout drunk at his party in his Iron Man suit and just being really irresponsible. And he has a go at him. He says, look, mate, you can't be doing this. You know, this is... <laughs> Yeah. Look, mate, 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 mate. Listen, mate, this is like, not on, the then. time. Okay. You cannot be doing this. You cannot Tony, be Tony, doing Tony, this. Tony, 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 Tony. You, ca- you cannot be doing this. Tony. <laughs> it's a real recasting. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Just that. Just a weird decision. And, uh, Tony, you cannot be doing this. Tony. Because uh, Rody knows can- that- Master Bruce, you can- <laughs> You promised. Rody knows. Promise, Rody knows that the government is watching. Master, Master Stark, you cannot be doing this. Tony Stark's <laughs> every move, and so he takes it upon himself to uh, Master Stark to put on the uh, the the Mark the Mark II Iron Man suit. Look, he's upset. You're upset. He's upset. I'm yeah, sorry. I am. Put on the Mark II Iron Man suit, and he's actually has a, a face-off with Stark. He has a, a fight with him, which is crazy to think because they're best friends. But he wants him to be safe. He knows that it's best to to do this and to get everyone out of the party. And um, it's a bit of a stalemate where neither one really comes out on top, but they both agree to just lie now, there. Th- this I kind of find weird. Yeah. Because Tony Stark is Iron Man. Mm. He knows but that so He's drunk in the... I mean, he is drunk, but like... That's how I justify it. I, I still kind of go, I know he's drunk, but he is Iron Man. Yeah, and Rhodey has literally just put the suit on for yeah, the Rhodey's first time. Yeah, just put on a suit, and but, it's amazing. Yeah, and I understand all of that. I mean, Rhodey is a seasoned veteran, let's not forget as well. And I know that he doesn't understand the mechanics of the Iron Man suit, but his instinct and his knowledge in the battlefield yeah. is tenfold over Stark's. That's true. Probably true. used his kind of gut feelings when it comes to that. Anyway, Rhodey confiscates the uh, the armor, which is his Mark II armor, for the US Air Force, which is the start of many great things. Now this suit is the Mark II, fully silver, is a bit nothing really. It's... Oh I'm disappointed that you said that. Really? Do yeah, you... I love it. Do you? I love the Mark II suit. Now that's lovely because I like a difference of opinion, but personally, I feel <laughs> I feel like. But you're wrong. It doesn't. Every every armor kind of is a is a is a step up, and although this definitely was, this was a huge step up. I feel mm. like it didn't do anything amazing as far as what we've seen in his later yeah. suits. Um, but what is to come with it becomes one of the best suits in the MCU. Hands down, we'll talk about that later on because yeah. people don't know about that yet. Anyway, so uh, we see Nick Fury, which is lovely. It's always great to see old Jackson. Oh yeah, it's lovely. And um, he talks to Stark and says, "Listen, that bird that came over and beat up your bodyguard. I'll tell you a funny story. She never was who she said she was. She's the agent, one of my agents. Don't <laughs> mm. see that. Stark's going. I knew it. It's clearly." Clearly, um, and this is when Fury talks to Stark about his father ruining um, Ivor's father's life and all this kind of stuff. Um, 
is, is this is this when the Avengers initiative is first brought up? No. No, it's it was in the um post credits scene. Credits, wasn't it? Yeah. Post credits scene of the first Iron Man, I believe. But it's been like shelved at this point, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, because well. he he says no initially. And uh, isn't she looking at him, Scarlett Hansen looking at him saying he's not suitable. Iron Man is suitable, but that, Tony Stark's not. Yeah, yeah. that's it cuz she she's kind of checking him out for the Avengers initiative to kind she's of She's checking him, eh? Yeah, cuz we learned that she does a a bit of an overview of Tony Stark and says these, you know, what is it? Reckless and r- reckless and drunk. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. That was again. last week. Yeah, cuz we know that Romanov is a spy by nature and so she's doing what she does best and that is a lovely little way to introduce her into this i just think it was mm. perfect absolutely perfect um so we see yeah so this is when fury's talking to stark and stark realizes that he's got a bit of an enemy on his hand because this guy had the plans for the arc reactor and knew how to recreate it to make his tendrils if you will um and <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, this is when, this is the lovely moment actually, when Nick Fury gives Tony Stark some of the old plans and materials that he was spent his whole life trying to create basically, which is for the updated arc reactor, the new... Oh yes! His, his ideas for the arc reactor. And of course with the way that science and technology was back in World War II and you know, after that of course, um, he didn't have the technology available to bring his ideas to life but of course that's when stark realizes ah i do does he give him the the reel of film yes from the expo but with the extended bit as well yes that's right i love that isn't it i love that sequence yeah it's oh my god it's so good it's so sad as well it's incredibly sad because howard's talking to tony and tony realizes that his father really did care for him and he had this kind of grand plan that Tony would yeah. one day take over where he left off and it's it was a bit of a dick though wasn't it let's be honest yeah he was and I think it, maybe it was that tough love kind of thing I'm not sure but he wanted him to be a strong man and I kind of see why he could have been like that maybe it was too far of course but um, it has created the man that Tony Stark is today so I mean that's pretty that's amazing. true because he is real I tell you um and this is when he finds a hidden message in those films, which Howard left for him. And uh, it's a diagram of the a new atom, a new atomic, not a new atom, a new element, sorry, an atomic structure of a new element, which is the missing element to create an updated arc reactor. And so this is a big deal. Stark has found a new element with the help of his mm. father, of course. That doesn't happen every day, of course. Unless Chris, no, Chris every other day maybe. Chris, yeah. you're quite. Into, I think that might happen with you quite a bit. But I um, made weak him just a couple of days ago, but I've had a couple of days off since. So. God, yeah. well, he's just such a nerd. He's such a nerd. No. But we do see this amazing <laughs> moment where Jarvis is helping Tony create the element. And do, do you guys remember this when he's? Uh, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's another awesome makes- little workshop moment. I mean, if we're going to talk about CG being incredible. I what mean, the computer interface stuff? You know when he blows it up, he does that. Yeah, I, I know it's bad because it's a podcast. You can't see what I'm doing, but no, but I, when he uses his fingers just to kind of move around this exactly. three-dimensional, so so cool computer, like files, and it's just like wow. I mean, that's got to know... be the future, right? Oh yeah, definitely, I'd love it to yeah. definitely being able to interact with projections. I'd love to know how they rehearsed that 
because obviously he does that in the first film, like how they initially thought that out. And mm. do, does, I mean, I know the CG must follow Robert Downey Jr., obviously, but yeah. wh- how much of it is choreographed? How much of it is improvised? Yeah. Um, prior answer the questions. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Can you, uh, <laughs> can you uh, ask that again, please, man? Uh, yeah, I was just asking how much of the computer stuff that Robert Downey Jr. does is improvised, how much yeah. is choreographed in like percentage? Oh, goodness me. Love I don't know. know that. Um, oh, no, it's, it's, it's just that, that like when, when, you know, an average. Yeah, ballpark fine. figure. Right, I know you're, you're having me on. But anyway, that is a fantastic <laughs> question. But I have a feeling that they give start. Um, start give robert downey jr an, an idea they give him the script and say this is how it's gonna look go ham go mental just do what you like and i love that idea that he is imagining it but he has nothing there because of course he's you know just in a room so i think that's a beautiful idea okay lovely um very good not a percentage but it will do no it's not i'm not going to give you a percentage i don't know that come on just give us one 80 percent. right let's move on 80 percent. So, what, what? Cock. Oh, come on. <laughs> Get Chris. The anger. The anger. Oh, oh come, come on. on. Um, so this is when we, when Tony Stark actually finds out as well that uh, Ivor isn't actually dead. Oh. He, he's not dead and he doesn't know how, I don't know why, but he, it's just, he's not dead. <gasps> no. Yeah, wow. so. Wow. So. So. We are wow. skipping to the expo again. This oh yeah, is, this is another expo at the start. No, mate, no, mate. This is a this is a hammer he's putting on his expo. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And this is another cool Thor. scene because uh, he unveils Ivor's armored drones, which is the idea that this is what he's been creating behind the scenes this whole time. Armored drones. Yeah, go on, mate. Right. Okay. So I'm going to jump straight to X Men. Here. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. Isn't this the da-da-da-da, exact da-da-da, same da-da-da. thing? Mm, oh, I see. Yeah. The, with the. Um... Both Marvel, both of them have made drones not from like the original person. Well, they're, well, they're not they called can... drones in no, X Men. No, and, and they are kind of like 80 foot giants. Yeah. But uh, like when he goes back to when Wolverine goes back to the seventies and Peter Dinklage makes those uh, Dinkles, Dinkles. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot Dinkles <laughs> is in that as well. Mate, mate, yeah, Dink. Oh mate, Dinkles has been in Marvel quite a few times. He's great, but, um, Dinklage. But yeah, he uh, he makes those drones as well. And I always thought whenever I watch this film, I always think, Good God, they look similar. Yeah, well, I mean the the per- I think they're called Sentinel in X Men and. Well, uh, they they're called they're called Sentinel when it's in the future. Yeah, not but in the seventies. Do they call that, them drones in the seventies? It's something like that. I can't but, remember. But their purpose, of their purpose is to to do what Mystique does, where they take powers from other mutants and be able to utilize them for themselves. Whereas these drones are not; they're just drones. Well, yeah, I just thought more that the, the design factor. Brilliant. I mean, yeah, there's so many crossovers. If we're going to go down that route, I mean, <laughs> it will be here all night. I mean, let's just let's just carry on because uh, we're already at uh, over an hour now, which is uh, go on. 
mental. Anyway, so Hammer is at his expo. He's got his drones that he's copied. He's Hammer? got a copyright strike from it. I mean, just Dinkles is on the phone going, get me that bloody Hammer. Get me my ideas. <laughs> and um, stole my bloody idea. <laughs> this is where we see the first Iron Patriot as well. Uh, Rhodey is in a... An awesome suit, but it's uh, it's got a paint job of, of red, white, and blue. And um, I do not like the paint no, job. No, it looks silly. It looks silly. Yeah, it's not great. We all know that. But uh, it's heavily weaponized. He's got like a machine gun on his shoulder, and it is just awesome. And uh, we see all these drones behind him as well. And this is meant to lead the you know the military into the future and be able to take out whoever they want. It's awesome. But Stark arrives to warn Rhodes. He says, look, mate, Ivor's not dead. Listen, there's something fishy going on here. It's, it's a setup. It's, it's a setup. setup. It's a setup. Uh, but Ivor takes remote control of these drones when Hammer doesn't know that he's going to do this either. By the way, this is totally on his own. And uh, decides to attack Stark along with pretty much everyone at the expo. Mm. And it's a horrific scene. Um, and... <laughs> he says rubbing his hands with glee it's a horrific scene I do like my horrific scenes okay. and um yeah so Hammer gets arrested because um they think that it was him yeah awful Ooh, I mean, he, he, did present them. he did present them yeah <laughs> he did present them but it wasn't him anyway Happy's Doing a bit of running. He likes to do his bit Ugh. of running. And he goes after Ivor at Hammer's factory. Now, is, is this also where Natasha is also after yes. as well? Yeah. Natasha. And we have that fantastic moment where she takes down pretty much everyone. Yes. And Happy is just fighting one person for the entire time. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Chris, how can you not like Happy in this I just moment? found that he was just trying to be lovable too oh, much. Oh, shut up. Come on. Listen, I was just like, pfft. Romanov is looking amazing while taking down all these people. Happy struggling. So, okay. He's looping loops in the air. He's looping loops. Easy boy. Happy is struggling to say, <laughs> say the very least. He's not doing very well, but he's doing his best with what Chris he was just, given. Uh, he's blowing his nose. He's blowing his nose. Sir. Disrespectful. Blowing my nose in, in contempt of. He doesn't like Happy boys. at all. No. Look, I'm struggling, boys. But uh, Ivor escapes, which is. Inevitable, of course. Um, but Romanov returns control of Rhodes' armor to him. So he is now back in control because at this point, Rhodey is uncontrollably shooting at these innocent people. He wants, doesn't well, want yeah, to, his, of course. His, his, been, uh, his suit has been taken over, hasn't it? By, yeah. Um, by uh, what's the name's computers? Ivor Hardy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tom Hardy's computers. And that is. <laughs> That's kind of his plan. <laughs> and Ivor Hardy. <laughs> um, and in the comments, please put where that's but, from. But now Rhodes has got control. The comments. What comment? Where, where yeah, do they the comment? Who's commenting? Who's commenting? <laughs> Just text me. But uh, but Stark and um, Rhodes have now got control. Well, Stark always had, but Rhodes has control of his suit, and they team up uh, to fight Ivor and Ivor and his drones, which is cool. <laughs> scene yeah uh, yeah I, I don't want to say vanco because it just sounds like i just keep saying wanko so uh oh well you I've said never it, didn't thought you? that really you said it you said it anyway so i've never i've been thinking i have a hardy the whole way through so right yeah, so, so so 
uh, Wankus is uh, oh, his, Wankus the henge mate. No, he, oh. he was one of Caesar's uh, right hand man, if you will. Wankus. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, it's not a it's not a bad joke. Actually. No, no it's, it's actually good. pretty. I think it was it, better than he expected. Yeah. It was. I was yeah. really happy with that. Uh, Tom Hardy commits suicide by blowing up his suit along with Sorry? the defeated drones. I was born with it. <laughs> yeah, this is Tom Hardy. No, Ivor commits suicide by blowing up a suit along with the defeated drones, which is oh yeah, he does sort of, yeah. doesn't he? Is it is it suicide? Apparently, it I is, thought mate. it was like a booby trap. Apparently, apparently it is. <laughs> According to my I brain, thought, I thought it was like he was beaten, and then he was like, "Ah, oh, I got to take them all with me anyway." Yeah, I suppose that is suicide. It is. <laughs> it's more. It's more about killing them than it is about killing himself. It's all about the intent, Briar. Yeah, I guess. It's yeah, like, well, I, I, I think that that is his plan, though. He he does want to take them both along with him. Yeah, but if you're a suicide bomber, that's their plan as well, isn't it? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, they don't just go. Ah, you know, just fancy get rid of herself. You know, do the. Person. I may as well take a few people yeah. with me as well. If, yeah. if they get caught in the crosshairs, fine. Doesn't matter. Look, I'm a social person. All right. Fair enough. I'd fair rather enough. do things with people. He's right. I'm not. But um, <laughs> yeah, this is a a bit of a strange kind of way to go, and a, a bit of a yeah. strange arc for this character. Do we think? Oh, oh, because of the. Arc reactor. Arc reactor. Oh, I meant the the character arc. Ivor Hardy. What do we we think about Tom Hardy's uh, whole arc in this film? I mean, it's non-existent, isn't it? Really? (laughs) What do we think of? What do we think about Ivor Longone's arc in this in this story? Uh, I, I, I mean, you know, it was better on a rewatch. Yeah, because I'm going to be it's... very honest with you, and I'm not a Please. huge fan of this film. <gasps> oh wow! And I was going to wait to the very I'm... end to tell you all this, but I thought it was kind of well, giving we, we, it away with we, my. We pretty much are close to the end anyway. So, yeah. well, I mean, it, the villain is dead. So, I mean, yeah, that is it, really. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... and, and and Hammer's taken to jail, which is to prison. Yeah, not MC not... Hammer. Not the end of his spam, of course. We'll see more of him. Spam? Spam, yeah, yeah. Well, but, finish um, off his spam tough. then. Finish off his spam. Oh, well, well, no, spam we don't, me, no, we don't see him again until Iron Man 3. No, go on. Let's do, do it. Iron Man 3? Yeah. What's he doing that? Uh, I believe so, isn't it? When um, he's talking about... I don't know. Listen. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Listen, let's let's carry on. So, Fury, He's slipping, isn't he, eh? Fury's talking to Stark. Um, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is talking to Stark. Okay, Tony he Stank. He's talking to Stank. Stank. And, uh, <laughs> and they, he, Fury basically says, "Are you Tony Stank?" Right. Fury says that because of the way that he is, they don't <coughs> want to use him as you know part of the team or anything. They want to use him as a consultant, which I thought was a a fun way of putting it. Part of the ship, um, part of the crew. But Stark and Rhodey receive medals for their heroism, which oh, yeah. is well deserved, of course. Because that awful senator who looks a bit like oh. Dex from Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> oh, he's awful, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Obi Wan. 
<laughs> and that is pretty much how this film ends. We have a short post-credit scene as well. I don't know if we want to talk. What's about the that. What's the post-credit scene in this film? I can't remember. Uh, this is when Phil Coulson, of course, Agent Coulson. Agent. Uh, oh yeah, he's disappeared off, isn't he? Yeah, and he says uh, they've they've said they've had reports of a large hammer, huh? Huh? At the bottom of uh, a crater in a desert in New Mexico. Now, Nothing to worry about. This is no, why we were meant I can't, to do. I, I can't wait to do. I can't wait to thought, do that film next. <laughs> I mean, I have been so bad, but I think it's this film. I, I've is always it because you're not that interested. Yeah, I mean, throw, I mean, throw, th- throw it, throw it. What, what, the reason what, what why? What do you like about this film? If you remember, I start, it's a great film. If you remember, I started this pod very. We started this. No, no, no. Pod. I started this pod very interested in it. Okay, and, you and know, wait, sprung, are you sprung talking about the whole entire podcast, or no, are you no, 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 talking no. about this this one? This this one. Okay, right. I'm you didn't to. seem you didn't seem particularly interested. Okay, in well, it. maybe I wasn't, but in my head I was. Anyway, so and yeah. I said that this film serves its purpose as being a bridge rather than you did rather than anything at particular. the start of the lecture. This was kind of where I wanted to go. By this point of the of the pod, I had a, a vague. Oh well, good. Well, it's all going according what, to plan. Why a do vague you think plan. it's a bridge then? What What are you saying? Well, it's definitely a bridge between Iron a, Man a, One a, and Three. It was okay. that difficult second album that they knew that they had to live up to the first Iron Man, and they knew yeah. what they wanted and the plans that they had for the MCU at this point. That you know, up to five or six years in the future, but they didn't really know how to deliver Iron Man Three, which is where they wanted to. Resolve. So, do you, do you prefer Iron Man three to this motion picture? Um, I put them about the same. They're about the same for me. They're they're both not uh, interesting films. But uh, so we're looking forward to Iron Man three. No, listen. Okay, I I love everything Marvel, as you boys know, and I I completely. But I will be honest, where I feel it has its weaknesses as well, because I think that's what. We should be doing. We should be talking about yeah. things that aren't necessarily. I oh, know you're absolutely right. As strong, and with this film, I think it serves its purpose, as I say, as a bridge between Iron Man one and three, where we needed to know more about how low Tony could get, both in himself and as Iron Man. Yeah, doing the limbo as well, because um, <laughs> he had to reach this rock bottom to really project himself into Iron Man three and become the hero that he is in that film, and. He spends most of this film not being a hero, and that's yeah. kind of the point of it. And it also clears up a lot of things as well, introduces us to characters like Romanoff and things like that, people that we didn't know about. We needed to know about those, and they couldn't really put them in any other film. It didn't work out that yeah. well. Um, so it serves its purpose, but it's not particularly stand out to me in any sense. If you put this next to Iron Man 1... I mean, oh well, oh no, no, nowhere no. near. Pause, pause. Very difficult. Please tell me your opinions before I sneeze as well, because I want to know what you boys think oh, about this. Oh my film. god! Oh. Before you sneeze, it's fine. Gone. I just need to. Oh, sure. um, I want to know what you boys think about this film because this is coming from me, a, a die-hard Marvel fan, and I've been very oh yeah on the fence about no. it. So. Um, Show public, N- Nikki. Nikki, you James. go first. Oh Sullivan. Nikki Sullivan, go first. Why am I Nicky Sullivan now? That's harsh. No, no. 
Listen, he's chuckling. He's ruining listen, the edit. Get away Chris, from your microphone. Chris, I would have dreamed to have been Nicky Sullivan. Don't worry, mate. mate. For a week, you were Nicky Sullivan. <laughs> yeah, yeah you were. You, you enjoyed a nice bit of Nicky Sullivan. Um, I, I mean, I, it's interesting with this film because I do love Iron Man, and he is my favourite superhero in the MCU. But um, ah, true. I do really enjoy this film. I think it's fantastic. I, there's always a lot of interesting conversations to be had about Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 and there's a there's a bit of controversy that a, a, a lot of people aren't that much of a fan of either film. And I don't believe that's really because of Robert Downey Jr. or... No, no, it's not. It's, I think it's because the writing gets a little similar. Yeah. For his character and especially when you've had you then you know you have a character like Thor and you have a Captain you know America franchise coming out as well it's it's quite interesting to kind of go along because I Iron Man was such a massive film and such a massive change yeah you'd hopefully expect them to carry on with that thought but they don't really it's kind of the same thought but a little watered down Exactly. And it was meant to set up the entire MCU and, and to fill in any gaps that and it, it, new people that were being brought in. But I feel it did that, but not much more for me. What do you think, Chris? How, how do you feel about it? So I um, So as you boys know, I rewatched this recently and I definitely had it in my head that this was the weaker of the three. Um, I think like throughout so i wasn't particularly looking forward to it so i was quite surprised like pleasantly surprised that it was better than i remembered that was definitely a good thing Mm. um i think i struggle a little bit with the post um the post endgame blues Mm. because the films get so good that when you go back if it's not iron man or ragnarok like if it's what those early phases it's like actually these films aren't as good as they get yeah do you know what I mean? And it's not because of the performances or anything like that. It's just that they, by the time that the later films roll around, the formula is so, like um, Civil War or something like that, or The Winter Soldier. Uh, it, it, those late, slightly later ones, you're just like, oh yeah, they just know what they're doing a little bit more. Yeah. They're still finding their feet here. And uh, even stuff like the CG is is something that, that always affects me a little bit. Um, and I'm on this rewatch with um, my wife. We're getting to that point now where the CG is starting to really improve as well, and I'm I, it, everything is just sort of like it feels like it's slotting into place for me, you know. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, what what a lot of people, including myself, do is is we realise that the the second Captain America film is Winter Soldier, and I always right. have that in my mind with everything. That's that's the level for me, and yeah, it's yeah. unbelievably yeah, good. Yeah, and- it's a completely different film to the first, and it's. Awesome. That that's why it's so clever is that it does hark back to the first Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Where what the Doctor is now turned into a supercomputer. So yeah, yeah. That's been sitting there for like thirty, forty years. But what a change it made! And you know they're on the run. Uh, him and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, it's just, it's so just good. It it's. And all, but I mean the thing is as well with Captain America is that you're putting someone from the 1940s yeah. into 
the 2000s. So it's always going to be different. That's a bit of a gift as a, yeah. like a starting point, isn't it? But actually exactly. people weren't sure that that would ever work. This is the problem mm. they had when they started Captain... I know we're talking about Captain America now, but when uh, when they first wanted to relaunch him into the MCU, they really didn't know how to make him relevant and to, to make mm. this propaganda-fueled US soldier you know, into something that could be relevant, relatable, interesting yeah. to watch today. And they blew it out of the water. But um, yeah, with this, oh. with this film in particular, I think uh, it's, it serves its purpose for me. And yeah. I yeah. think that's all I could ask from it, really, if we had something mm. more than great. But I'm not yeah. really... Yeah. I, I don't think it's a bad film at all. No, no, no it's no, not. No. Like, there are some epic moments. And any film that's yeah. soundtrack is ACDC is going to be great. Yeah, don't get me wrong. This is no dark world. This is this oh, is, <laughs> yeah, Jesus! <laughs> That's a bad second film. Like, well, boys, yeah. boys, I've got the big question for you then, eh? Yeah, <laughs> the, the big new weekly question: How Are many? Uh, the, uh, how many dinkles you thinking dinkles? for this? Oh, is it out of five or out of ten? Out of five. five. I, I think for me, it's not a bad film, so it's going to get three dinkles. <gasps> Wow, I... over half. I was going to say the exact same thing. Three dinkles for me too. I think I'm going to give it a three point five dinkle. Okay, I didn't know oh. we were doing points. But James, yeah. you're always you're so well. It's a dinkleberry, isn't it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah a dinkleberry. dinkleberry. Sorry, yeah. Um, but I believe that's because just Iron Man is my favourite, and whenever Robert Downey yeah. Jr. is on screen as Iron Man, I adore it. Like in any of the Avengers films and stuff like that. It always comes down to when Iron Man has his scenes. I'm like, hell yes. Yeah. Mm. I love this. He's great. He is Iron Man. Literally, he's perfect for him. Yeah. And like just the arrogant tendencies in his character and the pure recklessness of him, I love because it's completely different to someone like Thor in Captain America that honor is a big thing to them. Mm. You know, whereas he's more of a brawn. Yeah. Yeah. That that's actually true. Yeah, he's very much more of a brawn of the MCU kind of world universe. And also, by, world. The, by the end of this film, he hasn't even had any of his greatest fears that we see later on when we watch films like The Avengers and things like that. Mm. But uh, he is only facing humans at this point, and so yeah. he's not faced his biggest task, and he's already hit a huge rock bottom in this film. Well, yeah, because in, in- the way the world looks at him now and looks at the Avengers through all of this, Tony Stark is the most famous of the Avengers and he's the most looked up upon because, you know, he, he, he does these things. Everyone knows that in the, he does press releases. He does expos, yeah. does all this thing, you know, in front of the people, you know, Thor just buggers off. Captain America keeps himself to himself. Scully, <coughs> Black Widow, no one knows who Black Widow is. But like, you know, and then all the others is just really completely silent. Like, whereas Tony Stark is in the public eye, he has all this pressure. You know, that's why, you know, things like Sokovia are such a massive thing for his character and stuff. Mm, He's definitely the face of them, although they're not a... The Avengers aren't a thing at the moment, but uh, well, no, but no, I think I, I think you see that in his character in this film for the first time that he is 
you know, not just a famous person that makes military weapons and stuff. He is Iron Man. Yeah. And it's a massive thing. You know, you if, if we thought about it today, the first person that ever came out and said, I am a superhero. Oh. You know, other ones that come along after him, fair enough. But that first one is always going to be like, wow. Yeah. Like, you know, we were talking about, do you remember that moment where you first saw Iron Man and stuff like that? You know, it, it it's a big thing. He was the first film. His character is the first one to come out. Yeah. You know, it, it's... it's come out. <laughs> but, like, it, 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 it's an interesting pressure that, um, that Tony Stark has, whereas... Captain America, he's more of a legend. Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. He's this legendary person that's returned, you know. He's a mystery. Yeah. You know, like Coulson, when he first meets him and he's got his baseball cards and stuff. Uh, yeah. Like, it, it's almost... People don't believe he's real, whereas Tony Stark is, like, the complete opposite of that. It's quite interesting. Sorry it for is that ramble. No, definitely. <laughs> no, it's good, mate. We've uh, pretty much wrapped up. I'm sorry, folks, that this was a very uh, detached pod. I mean, it was all <laughs> over the place. This is a, a firm lesson for me that I was so confident that I never had to research a Marvel film that I think I've learned a lesson. Oh, good. I mean... Um, the Are you telling one... me you're going to start researching things now? No, don't be silly. Um, oh. Researching Marvel... Like, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the film before we do the next one. This one. That would be great. I haven't seen it in maybe two years. That was a bad move on my part. I mean, when it came to the first Avenger, I didn't need to watch that. Oh, uh, well, yes. Yeah. Ridiculous. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, boys, we just uh, wrapped that one up, haven't we? Eh? We did. Yeah. Well, next we up is um, Harry Potter and the Chamber oh. of Secrets. Exciting. I've, I've been watching as as we've got into the Harry Potter podcast as well. This is just a little, um, a little teaser, I suppose, for the next one. Oh, um, lovely! But um, I've been watching so many behind the scenes stuff and so many extras and stuff. I love extras. Stuff great, that great show. Stuff that people that I didn't know, especially about Chamber of Secrets, is a very interesting film. Oh, you're going to be dropping them in in the pod, are you? Oh, I'll oh. drop them everywhere. Okay. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of this podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a subscription. Um if you <laughs> what? That's not what you do. By by that I mean subscribe. If oh, you're yeah. listening on Spotify, please follow Spotify. Us. What? Spotify. Spotify. Did I say that? Yeah. Lads, look, I'm quite deep into this beer yeah, he's but gone. if whatever platform you're listening to find a way to follow us <laughs> <laughs> give us a rating if you'd like preferably five stars but uh yeah it would be lovely but have you seen we've got more ratings yeah it's good isn't it Less yeah, it's nice to get pod. good feedback yeah probably oh, yeah. This. but yes ladies and gentlemen thank you very much i have been aj jenks and i've been with uh bp ben pride big man cheers and <laughs> Chris Wiggs. Yes. Stay safe, y'all. No, we're not ending on that. Do something Stay else. safe, y'all. No, something else. Stay Come safe, on. y'all. Change it. 
Stay safe, y'all. Chris, you have to do some magic, mate. We can't end on that. Uh, I can juggle. Yeah, go on. I haven't got my balls. Oh, but I have a hardy. <laughs> I ain't got nothing but love.